1102 Sports Talk 790. Better late than never. A Friday visit with Jake Kaplan getting ready for the highly anticipated series Astros and Angels. All of the On Deck show beginning at 6 o'clock tonight. Sneaky Snake Jake, how are things? Things are good. How are you? Good. Speaking of Jake's, are you going to apologize as much as he has in the last 36 hours? <laughs> Oda Rizzi, that is? I I mean, unless I missed something, I don't think I have much to apologize oh, for. Oh, I've read your writing. You have plenty to apologize for. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of that? Um. Okay, you want it? This is, this is honest, no BS on there. Uh, I see his point. I just, Jake, find it very, very... Hmm, dangerous to start calling out the people that are in charge of your of your team because the next time you screw up, the next time you go three and two thirds and give up five runs, or the next time that they give you the shot at the third tenth of the order and you screw up, they're going to run this BS card over and over again. I just thought it was it'd have been better served if he would have just not sent anything because again, it's ammunition for the next time he fails. And and you know what? Here it is, real life. He's going to fail again. He's going to have trouble in the third time on the order. He's not going to pitch six innings every single time. So I just think it was a dangerous move for him to go out and say all the things that he said, knowing that it could come back and bite him in the ass. Yeah, one thing I've thought about a lot is like how different it would have played or, or not played had the Astros not had this dramatic come-from-behind win against the Mariners, too. You know, like if it yeah. had just been like a, a 7-3 to three loss and he, he did that, I think it's not as big of a uh i mean it was it wasn't a huge story either way it was what a 12-hour story but right um i don't know it's it's an interesting whole the whole thing was interesting i i mean i see where he's coming from because 66 pitches for a starting pitcher who was throwing well is is extremely low but you know at the same time it was an important game uh with the mariners like i think it's i think it's different if it's like the rangers next week or even the Angels this weekend, where it's a team that's not contending, that's not right behind you in the standings. Um, maybe you keep them in an inning longer, but just because of um, you know the Mariners were, were hot and right there, and you, you know Yumi Garcia is there for a reason. So obviously it didn't play out the way they wanted because he gave up a homer. But um, I don't know. The whole thing was interesting to me. Well, I think at the end of the day, though, Jake. I think Jake's a good, really good dude, and I think he's probably overthinking it. Um, for the most part, he was pissed. We understand it. I don't think he had to go any more than saying, you know what, I talked with my manager, I talked with my general manager, I talked to the pitching coach. It's okay. So It's okay to be pissed. And sometimes it, the difference is that if you're pissed with your bosses, it's not going in front of a camera his his profession it does that's I, I don't think he embarrassed himself I think he was it was just some raw emotion and I thought that you know what he didn't need to go to Twitter to, to apologize but I think a lot of people said oh, that was pretty cool yeah yeah I I, I was I, I I agree with you I don't know if the he really needed to apologize I mean I I think honesty is good especially uh, these days you don't get always get the honest answer um, out of professional athletes so I, I like that but. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like, I mean, we don't know how many more starts he gets, or if he does start. Like, if this even comes up again, because I think you know, what are the odds he has sixty-six pitches again through five innings? But um, I don't know. It, it does make it like a thing to watch going forward a little bit. All right, uh, Yimmy Garcia 
Kendall Graveman. I'm not going to put Presley in the mix. Uh, Ryan Stanick. Give me confidence levels on those three gentlemen in particular, please. Write this now as we speak at 106. Um, I don't think there's too much concern about Graveman because, you know, it's, you know, he had, you know, while he's given up some walks, some singles, uh, you know, the weirdest thing to me is the hit by pitches, which hasn't been one in the last few outings, but there has been four as an Astro. But, you know, every pitcher goes through those ups and downs as with the command. Um, and he's just been so, his stuff is so good and his stuff is still the same. So I don't think there's much concern there. Um, Yimmy Garcia should probably not face dangerous left-handed hitters. <laughs> he should just be like their righty guy. Obviously, like teams put lefties in between righties, but um, Kyle Seeger, especially at Minute Maid Park this year, you probably, he probably shouldn't be facing uh, lefties like that. Um, and he'll be fine against righties. And who was the other one? Stanek? Yeah. I think Stanek's pretty good. I think he like his walk numbers are high, but... I think he's been in a pretty good run this year. A lot better. I think he's exceeded expectations for the season. I do feel like, and the reason why I bring up those guys, and look, Belak's gone a little bit. You've seen a little bit of Blake Taylor. The game got out of hand the other day. If I was to really pour some truth serum into Dusty, I think he's on eggshells about every time he goes to the bullpen because he doesn't know what the right fit is, going with guys, and... I, I don't blame him for that because I feel like there has not been the consistency even after all the trades uh, that happened before the uh, trade deadline. Yeah, I think they're still kind of learning. I mean, they added all these new guys, and the guys they knew went away. Um, you know, like Brian Abreu was like a core bullpen guy. Now he's out of the picture. You know, uh, Joe Smith. Like they, the guys they knew, a lot of them are gone or in the minors, and, and there's, I think they're still learning like whose stuff plays best against who and when, when is this guy best to use. Um, it, it always is, like every postseason, you have to remind yourself like it, everything changes. Like the usage is different. Everyone's available every day. That changes things. But, um, you know, with like the new guys like Maton and Yumi Garcia and Graveman, I think, there's, I think it's just been a transition to kind of figure out um, kind of learn on the fly there. All right. Uh, what do you make of the American League in general? The Yankees didn't lose for like a month, and now they don't win anymore. Uh, the Rays continue to pounce. Uh, the Mariners have taken over as the second-hottest team in the division. What's going to shake out in the next month or so? What does your gut tell you on that? Yeah, I think the Rays are the clear best team, the one seed in the AL. I think, um, I think the Astros have the second best team, but it's kind of a toss up as to whether they will finish the number two or the number three, uh, with the White Sox being the other team in that two, three mix. It's, you know, I, I, it's hard to see the Astros and White Sox not matching up at this point. It's just a matter of who's home, who's road. Um, and then that wild card, I, I don't know. The Red Sox have a new, a new, uh, issue every day with a positive test. Um, the Yankees, like you said, keep losing, um, and the Blue Jays are really hot, but do they have enough pitching? I think, and the A's are still hanging around and the Mariners. So I, I think if I were to like pick today, uh, I would say that wildcard game is Yankees Blue Jays, but I think I've said on your show before that the A's were, I had the A's in that game. So, <laughs> uh, it, it does really switch by the week. 
All right, before I let you run, I don't tweet out John Heyman stuff very much because he's he's John Heyman. Uh, but he did put out a MLB poll question that was put out by 25 executives about what shortstop will get the biggest deal. He has Carlos Correa on the top of the list, followed by Seager, Correa, Seager, Ty, Simeon, Story, and Turner. 11 of the 25 said it. And I'm, I might ask you this once every other week before now and the end of the season. If you were to guess right this exact moment, contract and money, give it to me on Carlos Correa. What do you think? The the years and number or the years and money guarantee in my head recently has been eight years, two hundred fifty million. Um, you know, I don't know why exactly. I just I it's hard to uh, like. I, I don't think anyone's getting Lindor money this this winter uh, out of those that group. But I do like. I think it's it's got to be Correa or Seager getting the biggest contract at this point because of their age. They're just so much younger, and Story had a down year. Um, Simeon is obviously coming off an amazing year, or will be coming off an amazing year, but he's, he's going to be, I think, 31. So that limits the years a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a, I did see that poll actually right before I hopped on here, and I was I thought it was the results were interesting. Correa's clearly had the best season out of those guys, and it's just a matter of, you know, I think it's a matter of how many years because, you know, uh, 10 years for what Manny Machado, Lindor got how many, at least 10, right? Um, it's a lot. So I, I could see him checking in somewhere underneath that, but not too far underneath it. Are there any whispers, anybody saying, we can't wait to visit with him? Nothing. They can't say anything publicly, but any, anything in your little inner circle of uh, baseball buddies? No, I don't think. I mean, I don't think people are expecting any any of these guys to sign anytime soon because the CBA's up. You know, I think everyone's kind of just like on eggshells about the CBA being up December first, and you, we don't even know when you sign. Like, free agency is going to really start. Um, you know, this might be like the latest. You know, it's gotten really late in recent years with these big signings and guys coming off the board in mid to late January. It might be even later this coming off season. All right, well, thank you for the visit as always. Uh, I will see you at the ballpark later, and we can, when we get there, we'll discuss the upcoming matchup between Ball State and Penn State tomorrow at 2.30. <laughs> hey, big win last weekend. It was fine. I mean, the, first of all, the Big Ten sucks. Second of all, Penn State-Wisconsin. I'm glad somebody scored in the game because it felt like it was never going to score for any point of the contest. It was awful. Yeah, that felt like an old-school old Big Ten game. It sure did. Jake, thank you for I appreciate it. We'll see you later tonight. Sounds good. Thanks, right. Matt.